Hey everyone, this is Tony. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. Tonight I am joined by Bridget, Chris, Adam, Miranda, and a listener, Chris Compton. How's everybody doing? Hey, doing great. Good. Excellent. Uh, why do we have a guest on this show, uh, a listener? Uh, well, that is because Chris had the opportunity to cruise on the Disney Dream. Uh, with their first sailing, they are back to sea. Uh, as most of you know, we, we've talked about it. It's been a long time coming, and uh, I'm very excited for that. So, so Chris, welcome. Thank you. I uh, I hope you've got your uh, well, you don't have your sea legs. I hope your land legs are back, and you're you've been on shore for a couple of uh, a couple of days now, a, a week or so. And uh, we we thank you for coming on to to give us your experiences with the cruise line and how the new post-COVID protocols are going. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully that's of interest to our listeners. I know I'm definitely interested on it, uh, in it because, uh, I can't, I can't wait to get back to see. Um, I'm excited to share. I'm really <laughs> excited. Awesome. So before, before we get into the particulars, um, Castaway Club, you're a member, you've cruised before. Yes. Uh, I have only cruised one other time on Disney. Okay. So you, you are a Castaway Club member at the, uh, the silver level. And what, what ship were you on the, the first time? You know, it was a while ago, and I don't remember. It was one of the first ships they had. Okay, so you're on one of the smaller ships, and and now you're on the Dream, which is uh, which is the the, the big one. Um, and uh, let's uh, let's just dive right in and and, and get your experience. Um, uh, you know, if you've ever sailed on the Disney Cruise Line before, and I think everybody on the show has, except for Adam. Yes, Miranda, you've sailed. Yeah. No, I haven't sailed before. Okay. I'm looking at one maybe next August for my daughter's birthday. Excellent. So we've got uh, we've got two rookies here, uh, and uh, and everybody else has been at sea, which is awesome. So uh, Chris, I, I will jump right in, and uh, you know normally when you cruise, uh, you pick an arrival time at the port, and and that's pretty loosey goosey in in the non-COVID era. You know you get a port arrival time of two o'clock, you show up at 10 a.m. and you start the process, but that's that's not the way they're doing things now. They're actually scheduling port times and making you stick to that schedule. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you drive to the port and are parking in the parking garage, they will not even let you park in the parking garage until you get to uh, your assigned time, uh, which, uh, you know, I'm sure makes a little bit of a mess out there in the in the street unloading area. So um, yeah, why, if why don't you're you an Uber, <laughs> we, an we Uber pulled, right? We pulled up an Uber early and they turned us away and they said, you have to go. You have to leave until your assigned time. Wow. Which has got to be difficult for an Uber driver. Uh, you know, if you were in a taxi, that's fine. The taxi will charge you by by time. Uh, but Uber, uh, you know, Uber charges by by distance. So no matter how long it takes you, you're, you're paying a flat rate. So I, uh, Uber Uber drivers cannot be happy with this. He was um, not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and and how how early were you? Um, we were about an hour and a half early. Oh, so did did you just have to hang out in? Did you really hang out with him for an hour in just the Uber vehicle? No, he dropped us back to the hotel. Okay. And then we found a place to have lunch and then returned. Okay. 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 So uh, uh, you ended up having to to get another uh, Uber over there. Um, yeah, it's a little inconvenient. I mean, I, I get why. Uh, Disney is putting these these times, uh, you know, being more stringent with these time restrictions, uh, and that's because they're they're doing testing uh, in the port. So, um, you know, I, I will not get personal and ask your vaccination status, but but I know that guests are are being required to go through some pre-cruise testing. And uh, how how did you find that, that process to go? Well, I would love to share that all of the adults were vaccinated, and we did have to to take a picture of our vaccination cards and then upload that to their safe passage program. The children had to have a, I believe it's a PCR COVID test. uh, And they had that two days prior and that had to be uploaded and Disney kept on their site. They kept reminding us, you know, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. And I did hear about 150 people were turned away because they did not get the correct COVID test. They got a COVID test, but not the correct one. 
Yeah, that's that's difficult. I, th- I think it was about 34 or 35 families. Um, and, you know, Disney did fully reimburse those folks for, uh, for, you know, for the fact that they could not sail. So that was an incredibly generous uh, of Disney because uh, normally they've got their cancellation fees. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the first sailing in a, in a post-COVID world, I say post-COVID, even though we're still in the middle of it, um, uh, you know, I will say post-original COVID pandemic, Um you know, it, it's a different situation, and I think Disney has been very flexible. Um, you know, especially at their at the theme parks uh, with cancellations and moving things. And I'm, I'm glad that they were able to provide these people with with uh, financial remuneration for their their issues. That doesn't do any good for the people that were stuck down there. Um, you know, expecting to be on a cruise, uh, but uh, you know, coming at it from a travel agent standpoint, uh, Disney has made it very clear of what's expected of their guests. Um, And I agree with you. And they did such a good job. I mean, sending us information probably starting about two weeks prior, almost every day I would get information and you would, they would want to upload something and then they'd say, this isn't correct. Or we'd like, you know, we'd like further. Um, So I thought they did a very nice job of letting me know ahead of time. I still called Chris a few times. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, and you know, that's that's one of the benefits for those of you who are considering sailing uh, of utilizing a travel agent. Uh, you know, a travel agent is going to get into the details. Um, you know, let let Chris or whoever books your cruise, you know, help guide you through it. Don't uh, don't go it on your own. It can be very, very difficult. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're happy that you use Main Street and more travel and uh, hope you can conti- hope you continue to use them throughout the years. Oh, uh, that's enough. That, that's enough of the of the of the plug there. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for those who don't know, Safe Passage is a third party website uh, that you sign up for. Uh, it is integrated into the Disney Cruise Line app, uh, which is available for your Droid or iPhone. Um, and that is your your sailing app that Disney has had out for I got uh, got to be seven, eight, nine years now. Um, but the Safe Passage uh, third party system is where you will upload all of your testing stuff. Um, as uh, Chris mentioned, you know, if you have not been vaccinated, you are required to get a PCR test prior to your arrival at the port. And then you undergo testing at the port as well. Um, so that is uh, one of the requirements. If you're fully vaccinated over the age of 12, you are not required to do any of the pre-cruise uh, testing uh, or any of the testing testing on board, uh, you know, prior to embarkation. So that's uh, that's good. And um, so they they tested you, and I, I believe they were testing people outside. Uh, they have a section of the uh, parking garage that they had cordoned off. Is is that where you guys did your testing? Um. I think it was a, like a parking lot and okay. there were different tents. So there were four stages and the first stage you went in and, and you showed your, you know, cruise ship information. And then um, you went to another tent and you signed something and then you took the test and it was, um, <laughs> so I took my six year old grandson on this trip and he he did okay. It took a little bit for him to um, take the test. And I have to tell you, the Disney the Disney doctors or nurses or whatever they were were so good with him. I mean, they were so patient. And then we had to go to another tent and wait uh, to be cleared. So okay. uh, there were like three tents we we walked through to be cleared for okay. the testing. And and how long do you think that that process uh, that process took you? It took a long time. Um, mm-hmm. It took about two and a half hours. Okay. So okay. And all of that's out, all of that's outside in the August uh, heat of Florida, um, but you're under the tents, which still doesn't do anything for the humidity. But you know that's that's where we are. It's it's kind of a, a fact of life right now. Um, the, the the cruise terminal facility, uh, you know, I'm sure they don't want to bring people into the actual cruise terminal uh, because some of these people haven't been tested. And the last thing you want to do is bring people who do have covid, um, you know, into that that terminal. And then then you've got to you know do the deep clean and all that stuff. So uh, that's the reason they're doing it outside. Um, it is unfortunate that it's it's such a long process. But, you know, 
from my standpoint, you know, you want to be sure uh, that, that everybody's got that clean bill of health before you get on board, because I, I think the last thing that the cruise industry wants, whether it's Disney or any other cruise line, is to, you know, have have a guest come on board that is infected and then end up spreading that. Um, that well, is, that I is, agree. I agree with you. We were, um, you know, it's frust- a little frustrating at the time. But then once we got on board, you just felt safe. You know, right. it was Disney it was kind of that Disney safe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just everyone you knew everyone was covid free. Right. Right. And and Disney is I don't want to say notorious, um, but but Disney is, is, you know, famously known for their hygiene, uh, even, you know, pre covid when the only thing you had to worry about was the norovirus. Um, Disney has uh, there's always somebody wiping down all of the surfaces going into your meals. They were always handing out the uh, the, the the disinfectant uh, uh, cloths. Uh, so they've, they've been very particular uh, with their health protocols prior to COVID. Uh, they're one of the uh, cruise, li- cruise lines that least gets norovirus outbreaks, uh, and their ships always get very high marks from the CDC. So I'm, I'm glad that they've just continued, uh, you know, their vigilance with these, with these new protocols uh, in this, in this post-COVID uh, world. So, uh, so you got on board, um, you you went through the regular screening process. So, so normally when you go to the port, uh, you know, you go through your weapons screening, you, you drop your bags off. Um, I know that was an issue uh, on that first cruise is some of those families who were not able to cruise their board, their bags had actually made it on board. Uh, and, and I think you guys pulled out very late that night, like 7, 730. Uh, you guys were leaving the port, which is a couple hours later than usual uh, departure times for the Disney Cruise Line. And uh, rumor was that that some of those families, they were still trying to pull their luggage back off. So um, that that was uh, a little issue on Disney's part because Disney had originally said that they would not be loading luggage until everyone received their their test clearance. Can um, I ask a question? Sure. Do, do we know if it's still taking this long? Have you heard anything of, for the next groups that have gone through? I have not heard uh, any firsthand reports, mm-hmm. but I do know that Disney has moved everyone's port check-in time uh, forward two hours. So they are bringing people in earlier in okay. order to get through the process sooner. Okay. Um, and, and that is an across-the-board thing. So if you were scheduled for a you know one o'clock port uh, arrival, they moved it to eleven o'clock. Um, so that they did do that recently. Uh, you know, you, you can only imagine the, the amount of time that it takes to uh, test. I, I mean, I guess they've got to build in enough time to potentially test every cruiser, yeah. even though a, a number of those cruisers are going to be vaccinated and not required to be tested. Uh, but even that percentage of cruisers that are not vaccinated, you know, just getting them tested is a is a bit of a uh, I don't want to say hindrance because it's, it's necessary, but it's a, it's a bit of a process in and of itself. Um, so, uh, you know, kudos, kudos to Disney and the rest of the cruise industry yeah. for, for coming up with this, with this plan. Um, and, and I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking here. So, so Chris, I, I thank you for jumping in and asking that question. Well, and Tony, I think, I think that I, I agree with you with Disney that I think it was very appropriate that we would go through this testing process before boarding. Mm-hmm. Um, it is post COVID. It is current COVID. It is, it's our world today. So I was comfortable, frustrated, but comfortable at the same time, if that makes sense. Oh, that that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, you, you want to do what's right for the safety of your family and your travel party. And of course, you've got to be concerned with all of your other cruisers. And, you know, it, it, it just makes what is normally such a fun experience uh, of getting on the cruise line, going to the sail away party uh, a, a little bit different. Um so so let's let's jump into that part. Uh, you know, normally uh, once you're cleared in the cruise terminal, uh, you walk up the gangplank, they take your picture, they make you the announcement, and then you're free to roam the ship. So so you and your fa- and, and your travel party, your family, you guys have made it through the testing process. Uh, you've made it through the screening. You've done your check-in in the cruise terminal. So so what was the rest of the boarding process like? Because I believe they've modified that slightly. So you. When you enter onto the ship, uh, I don't know what you call the uh, where the stairway is. Uh, Mickey and Minnie were there to greet you. 
and of course it was roped off and you had to stand on a circle. So they brought people in and uh, they stood people on a circle as Mickey and Minnie um, greeted you. And then you could stay there and have a picture or you could go and find your room or go to the pool, just whatever you wanted to do. Okay. So I, I think what they're doing is, you know, in, in the old days, uh, they used to announce your family and then walk you through the lobby and everybody who was there would clap and, and you were kind of left on your own. I think they're taking families through in groups of, of six or ten. Um, and uh, as, as Chris mentioned, they've got some dots there. So your, your family stands on their dot and they bring in these additional families and everybody claps. Mickey and Minnie make their appearance, and then I believe you're free to go. So, so once that that group of families has been introduced, uh, they kind of let you let you go off on your own. So that's a, it's a little bit of a holding pattern that they put you in while you're waiting. Um, but it's a nice opportunity because normally there are no characters there when you get on board. So, uh, you know, if if there's any upside to it, you do get to see characters a little earlier in the process. Um, Although sometimes they're over in the terminal, but that's that's a different story. So normally the staterooms are not open until, you know, after 1 p.m. So you got on, you, you were able to go directly to your stateroom if you if you chose to? We were, but we didn't actually get on until um, it was a little after four o'clock. Oh, OK. OK. So, yeah, so. that uh, I, I'm not sure what they're doing. Uh, normally they open staterooms about uh about one o'clock because they're cleaning them from the previous uh, cruisers. Now you were in a unique situation that there were no cruisers before you because you guys are the first uh, people to step on the boat in, in over, uh, you know, about a, about a year and uh, got close to a year and a half. Um, so, uh, so you got on board um, and, and we did went, you go we ahead went to our stateroom first and okay. uh, my nephew it was his we were celebrating one of the things we were celebrating was his birthday um, and I had ordered uh, decorations and Disney did what Disney does and we opened the room and it was just amazing you know it they had Mickey's and Minnie's hanging and a really cool towel um, on the bed and um, so it was really exciting when we opened the door to the awesome. stateroom and he had never been on a cruise before so he was like ah <laughs> well th you need to tell him if he ever comes back again don't expect the uh don't expect the room decoration uh <laughs> you know um and that's one of the nice little touches that disney will do on a cruise is you have the option to to purchase an additional in-room celebration if you're celebrating something special um that's not included in the cruise price it's a little extra uh that your travel agent can tell you about so so that's a nice option and and i think there's no better way to celebrate a birthday you know who, who doesn't want to sail uh in in the bahamas uh to celebrate uh, the, a, a special day um so how how big and i probably should have asked you this ahead of time so you're sailing with your nephew you were sailing with your grandson uh, how big a, a party were you so it was my husband and i and we were originally taking our six-year-old grandson but then his mom said well if you're going on a cruise i will go <laughs> <laughs> so she went with us and then um, my nephew who my daughter and my nephew are both in their 40s okay. um and uh so it was uh, my nephew his wife and their daughter and their daughter is the same age as my grandson so it it was uh great to have two six-year-olds together on the cruise awesome there, there's no better way to experience uh, a, a disney park or or the ship than than through the eyes of a little one and that that's always an awesome way to to do things uh so you you were a pretty good sized party you you were a party of seven um so which is a nice size um so you you got to your stateroom um and i think the next big thing that day would have been normally would have been the muster where you go to your uh muster point which is god forbid you need to do any type of evacuation or there's an issue with the ship that is where they uh they show you where to go in case of an emergency and i believe the muster was uh virtual this time this time around well, it actually was, and, and I forgot, we went to the muster station prior to going to our room because they said, if you just go to your muster station, all you have to do is take a picture of the letter mm -hmm. M, which is was our muster station. And we got there, and we were having difficulty with the uh, Disney app, and there, again, in Disney style, there was somebody there to help us, and so he just kind of wrote down, oh, 
they've been here and sent us off. Okay. Um, okay. So, so, uh, you know, even though they've made some, some modifications to their processes and are, and are leaving some of it to the guests, uh, at, at least they've got people staffed at the muster station to assist, which, which is nice. Cause you're, you're not just there on your own at the mercy of the app, which, you know, in, in all honesty, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, but, uh, it, it's good to see that they were there to help you out. And, uh, uh, that that is the muster, and, and normally after the muster, you get ready to sail away, and they have the sail away party, which I believe all of the on deck celebrations uh, have have been postponed temporarily. Uh, so you you didn't get to do that. So uh, did did you hit the buffet? Did you go up to uh, uh, you know up to the pool deck? What what did you guys do after after the muster prior to uh, pulling out? It was actually um, our dinner time. Okay. And and because. I wanted, uh, I remember from our last cruise how we had, we were going to different um, venues for dinner. I really wanted everybody to experience that venue. And I think it was the Royal Royal Garden or. Okay. um, So we went to dinner and spent quite a while at dinner and then explored the ship um, after dinner. So that's what we did. So you guys were on the first seating, uh, which uh, is generally in the, the six o'clock hour. Um, and I know they staggered the seating and and normally, you know, just like the port check in, normally they stagger the seating, but nobody pays attention to it. And everybody just kind of shows up, uh, you know, all at once. But I, I think they're really uh, staggering things a little more this time around. So uh, that makes sense. And and normally the, the way things work is after that first seating. Uh, you would normally go to the show that night uh, after dinner uh, for the eight o'clock show. So were they doing the shows in the theater? Um, or They or, were or, doing the shows, but not the first night. Not the first so night. Okay. The first night they did not do the shows. Okay. Uh, and that's that's usually the Golden Mickey's, which is uh, one of uh, my favorite shows. But God, I've seen it so many times. I could uh, I could probably recite half of half of the uh, uh, half of the show. Um, me and Ensign Benson were very tight. Um, so, uh, that sounds like an exciting first day. Uh, did you guys have the opportunity to do any of the, uh, clubs or lounges that evening or, um, you know, how, how did the rest of that first evening go? You explored the ship a little bit. Um, you know, what, what else did you guys end up doing? Um, Pretty much we just explored the ship and we went to guest services uh, because several of us were having difficulty with their app. Okay. Uh, so we went to guest services and that was well, about 1130 at night. So, okay. uh, and, and again, Disney did a great job and they helped us um, figure out how to use the app. Excellent. Excellent. So so you guys are a bunch of party animals at guest services at 1130 at night. I, I see how this family is. Uh, well, excellent. We may have um, had a bottle or two of wine at dinner, <laughs> so we didn't really need to. Uh-huh. So what you're saying is with the bottle of wine, the app doesn't function well. So, uh, <laughs> Correct. May, maybe I'm going it wasn't on Chris's the app. trip with her next time. <laughs> <laughs> Take me with you, Chris. Okay. All right. So that gets you through the first night. Um, the first day, I, I believe you guys were the, the first day was a day at sea. Uh, is that correct? Yep. It was, okay. We had a day at sea and okay. we enjoyed. So the kids club, I was really excited to have the kids do because um, I had heard different things from Chris and other people. Uh, you had to sign up for it. And so we had signed up and uh, my Grandson would not go in because his mom couldn't go with him, so he didn't go in. But our niece or uh, the niece went in and uh, she enjoyed it. But it was an hour and a half, and she came out and she said, "I'm good. I don't need to do that again." <laughs> um, but we spent a lot of time at the pool, and the pool was very interesting because they had like band around it, and they only had so many people in it. And it was timed and you had to get in line. And then it was probably 15 minutes you could be in the pool. Then a buzzer would go off. Everybody would have to get out. And then the new people could get in. But there were so few people there that my niece, who loves the water, she just kept getting out, getting in the line and going back in. So she got to be, if you wanted to be in the water, you could be in the water. Okay. 
Excellent. And and that is, you know, that's a major departure from from what we're used to on the on the on the Disney Cruise Line is, um, you know, as as Chris mentioned, um, you know, guests do have to reserve time in the kids clubs. And that is something that is very foreign uh, to people. Um, you know, we're, there, there are some people on the Disney cruise lines who will drop their kids off at eight in the morning. Uh, and the kids are having such a great time that they don't see them until 11 o'clock at night sometimes. Um, uh, th- those were never my kids. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're usually very liberal with the amount of time that children can spend in the kids club. If they want to spend all day in the kids club, they will let them stay all day. Uh, they'll even feed them in the kids club for you. Uh, but what they're doing now um, is they are reserving blocks of time for the children uh, in the kids club. And, you know, it, it's tough when you have a little one who, who won't go into the club. Um, it's a nice thing that that he was traveling, you know, that your grandson and your nephew's daughter were, were traveling together, because usually when you've got two kids of the same age, they'll kind of go off and do things together. Um, a lot of times, uh, if you're sailing with a single child, it's always an issue with, I don't know anyone in the club, can a parent come in? And uh, previously, uh, the kids clubs have had uh, programs where uh, it's kind of an open time where adults can come in. They will have their secured programming in one side, um, but the other side will be programming for children and their parents or guardians who can come in and do stuff together, whether it's baking cookies or making flubber. Uh, And it's it's a very good opportunity to allow your child to get accustomed to the club by letting a parent go in. Um, But it sounds like, you know, right now it's by reservation only and they're not doing that open programming. So, uh, you know, it can be a little difficult. Um, But they did did have an open house, um, I believe, one morning or maybe two mornings. But it was early and it seemed like we always had something else planned. And and so we just said, oh, well, they're not that interested. And there's so many other things to do. Right. Right. it wasn't another bottle of wine that you guys had going, was it? <laughs> no, but my husband and I did make it to the adult pool and the adult bar. Ah. And he loved that bar because you can sit, you know, on the bar stools in the water. Right. And and there were were there any uh, type of restrictions at the adult pool uh, related know, to time or? No, or, okay. there wasn't. And um there were quite a few people in, I think it was, I couldn't tell if it was a hot tub or just a overflow of the pool, but there was, you know, several people and they looked like they were together. Mm-hmm. So I didn't bother to go in that part of the pool. I just stayed in, in the bigger part of the pool, but um, there was definitely no roped area mm-hmm. and there weren't very many people there. So okay, I think that, we well, didn't have an issue. That that's good. Um, and you know, the, the adult only area is, you know, for adults 18 and over, of course. And, uh, it's a, it's a good opportunity if you, if you don't have the children with you or they they happen to be in the kids club to go and escape. Um, because, uh, you know, as Chris mentioned, there is no, uh, uh, signing up for this section. The, the signups for the pool right now are only related, uh, to the family pool as well as the splash pad area. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously the Disney Cruise Line has a lot more family sailing, which is why uh, they've got these restrictions on the family pool. So uh, nice that you were able to get a little adult time uh, over so at the Tony, adult pool. Yes. There was no sign up for the splash pad area. And maybe that's because there weren't that many people hmm. um, on board. I don't know. But and the okay. kids did go on the splash pad and they loved it. OK. OK. Well, that's that's good to know, because I, I think that uh, according to the documentation, uh, it sounded like there would be. So um, it could have been related to the volume of people on the ship. Maybe they didn't need to do signups. Um, but that's that's good that they had that opportunity to get over there, because, uh, you know, as a child of 53 years old, I enjoy a good splash pad every now and then. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually still under the height requirement. Uh, so um, that's that's always good. Good to be a short guy. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> As a short family, you are not. <laughs> I, am, I am the world's tallest midget, Bridget. I, I don't know if you know that. Um, I'm so, coming up to Massachusetts this this fall, and I'm going to come visit you, and we're going to measure. <laughs> all right. We will measure back to back. Um, so day two, uh, day at sea, um, did you do anything? Uh, I don't want to say exciting because everything's exciting. Uh, did you do more exploring? Did you? Uh, are they still running? Um, and, and 
this is tough because you, you don't cruise all the time, but, uh, you know, Disney does a lot of the, uh, you know, towel folding events and, and family games. And, you know, there's always an experience or a trivia contest going on in one of the lounges. And, um, you know, that, that stuff is available on your navigator, which is available through the Disney cruise line app. And did they still have those type of experiences is available? And, and were you able to, to attend any of those? I did. Um, but we didn't attend any of them because, um, we were pretty focused on spending time in the pool and uh, we did the slide a few times and um, just kind of hung out. We didn't. Okay. Uh, okay. We didn't now you, any of those. Gotcha. Now you did the slide. Did you happen to do the, um, the aqua duck? Yes. You yes. did. Excellent. Yes. And uh, that's that's always an enjoyable uh, two minutes of terror as you're, as you're <laughs> in, uh, uh, I believe it was the world's first aqua coaster at sea. Um, so that is that is a fun ride. And, and, and I, I always uh, look forward to that. And I wish I was with you because the lines for that are normally so long. And I'm sure that with the reduced uh, uh, reduced guest count, uh, the line was not that long. And uh, was it a line or did you have to were, were you reserving for that as well? It was a line, and okay. like Disney does in the parks, the lifeguard said, oh, it's about 30 minutes, and we were probably in line 15 at the most, Okay. at the very most. Okay, so. that's that's not a long wait for that at all. No. <laughs> Good. Um, so that, that brings us to dinner on day two, and uh, I, I hope you had uh, an excellent uh, meal. Um, was night two uh, Animator's Palette? Um, night two was, I think, the garden. The, okay. So there was the garden and the palace, right? So okay. Um, we didn't I, do animators' palette until the last, until the last, the night. last night. Okay. Okay. I, I know you were there on a family trip, but did you did you have an opportunity to go to Palo at all, which is uh, or or Remy, uh, which are the adult only restaurants? We went to Remy. I took my daughter and uh, my nephew's wife, and we did Remy the last night. Okay. Um, it was amazing. <laughs> I don't know what to say. The food. It was. Uh, it was a four-hour event for us. Um, wow. We uh, we did the where you you pay and then you get you know the five courses and mm -hmm. then we added the wine to it of course and. So it was a wonderful evening. Um, I had the French menu, except for dessert. I switched to the American menu because it was chocolate cake. Ah. And um, my niece had the, um, the American menu, and they were both wonderful. Excellent. I, I think the title of your trip is More Wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, I do like my wine. <laughs> you can never go wrong trip. with wine. <laughs> yes, I like that trip. <laughs> we, um, we were going to do Paolo um, the first night. We had actually reserved. I had, I had reserved it for my nephew and his wife. But because the app wasn't working and we got on ship late, we ended up not. They ended up not doing uh, Paolo. Okay. So. okay. okay. But I want to do it next time. Yeah, those those are two two restaurants uh, that you can't go wrong with. Um, for those who don't know, Paolo and Remy are adult only experiences. Uh, there is an additional surcharge for those restaurants, um, but uh, they are highly sought after. Uh, my personal recommendation, if you're going, uh, is to do the uh, Paolo brunch on uh, which they only offer on sea days um, because it allows you to get a wide variety of uh, of food options and it's it's uh, it's a buffet and it's an, a, a giant menu selection uh, and it's a, it's a great way to experience the restaurant without being stuck with just one dish uh, of for your entree. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe maybe next time uh, Paolo, uh, you know, I maybe it's because I'm Italian. I just enjoy the Italian food a little more. The, the Remy seems so, uh, uh, you know, so out of my league. I'm not really a foodie. I know they do a lot of food and wine pairings, uh, and I don't drink. So for me, it's you know what 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 flavor Coke goes with that steak, <laughs> um, you know. So so I don't know that I would enjoy Remy as much. But uh, those are great adult experiences. Uh, the staff that are in those restaurants are, are usually the upper tier of, of servers, um, and it, it's always a great experience uh, if, if you can do it during one of your cruises. And I'm, I'm glad you got to uh, got to go. Um, 
All right, Remy Brunch next time. That's what I'm doing. Pa Palo, Palo Brunch. Or Palo, Palo brunch. yes, Palo yes. Brunch. Um, now, so you guys went, you spent a lot of family time, um, and I, I just kind of want to focus on the shows and entertainment for a second. Um, so I, I think they were only doing two nights of shows. So there's normally a show every night. Um, and I think they're only doing so that you were on a four night cruise. Yes. Right. We're on the four night cruise. So I think what they're doing is they're doing uh, they're doing two shows over the course of the four night cruise. And I believe they've actually separated it so that sometimes the show is actually takes place in the afternoon. So they've they've added an additional showing. Um, so that they could socially distance the audiences, because normally what happens is that first dining uh, sees the show while the second dining is eating and the second dining group sees the show while the first dining group is eating. So essentially, you've got half the ship in the theater at a time. Uh, and like I said, in, in order to socially distance people, uh, they did add additional additional shows to that. So so were you guys able to go in and, and catch any of the performances? Yes, we did. We caught both performances. So okay. the first night we saw, um, not the first night at sea, but the second night at sea, we saw Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And it was wonderful. <laughs> and then the second night we saw, I can't think of the name of it. You probably have it, Disney Magic or the Magic of Disney. But it was also, it was probably my favorite um, okay. just because it was new. Um, and then we saw those both after dinner. Okay. So they didn't, I don't think they had three showings at that time, but maybe they did, but we saw it right after dinner. Okay. And, and how did, how did you feel, um, as far as the crowd went, were, were they seating people on top of each other? Were there any restrictions? Uh, were they leaving gaps or spaces between families? They were seating you and they were, um, it was to every other row. Every other row. And, okay. And. They were seating you then if it was every other row, like our family of seven pretty much took up a row. So they didn't place anybody else in that row. OK. OK. You know what happens with me? I, I like that every other row uh, situation because I usually get stuck by the with the very tall dad in front of me and uh, and I can never see. And it's just it's luck of the draw. If there's a tall guy, he's going to sit in front of me. But having that open row, that wouldn't be an issue. So I, I need to get myself on a cruise. Um you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the the uh, shows, um, you know, I will say they are Broadway caliber. They are phenomenal shows uh, to see the technology that they have at sea uh, and the performances that they're able to do. It's it's really amazing. Uh, the theater uh, is is ornate. It is, you know, it is elegance at sea. Um, it's a very classy venue um, and, and it's an experience that. You know, I don't think you the first time you walk in, I don't think you expect what you're going to get. Uh, and then when you get in there and you're just you're blown away by the uh, by the cruise, by the by the by the cast, by by what you, the the entertainment experience that you're getting. Uh, and it really is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I have some people who are like, oh, that those shows don't interest me. And I'm like, no, you need to go because you're going to be hooked. And, uh, you know, those those shows are so good. Well, we I love uh, Broadway shows and I've been to New York uh, okay. to see shows and I I felt like a lot of the shows I've seen in New York, Disney is doing the same caliber, just like you said. I mean, right. they are very well done and the Excellent. staging is just amazing <laughs> they can do what they can do on a ship and and not not only that but when you think about the fact that they do uh you know normally the sister ship for the the dream the fantasy will do a seven night cruising which means they've got at least five nights of shows i mean that's all of the sets they've got to keep there for for seven shows uh costumes you know it's a it's a lot of stuff that they keep in a very small space because you know cruising that's one of the things with with cruise ships is you know, you don't have a lot of space. So they're doing like five sets all in that theater, keeping them, you know, organized and still being able to put on a phenomenal production at sea. So, um, you know, I give Disney very high marks for their 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 theater shows um, and uh, happy that you and your family got to experience that. Um, but, uh, you know, one one other aspect of of entertainment uh, is that the Disney Cruise Line uh, has a movie theater on board were you guys able to experience any of the showings uh in the th in the movie theater well 
my husband and nephew and the two kids went to see Jungle Book when okay. we went to Remy, when us girls went to Remy. So they, okay. they got to see that. Um, and if, they loved it. Okay. okay. But I haven't I... seen it yet. I need to go. <laughs> Uh, and, and that's you know that's one of the fun things is is because they are Disney um, they'll do a lot of their own first run uh, movies in 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 the uh, in the theater whether whether it's you know Jungle Cruise any of the Marvel movies uh, if you're lucky enough to be on board when the movie is actually released uh, on that same day they will release them on the Disney ships and they'll do a a red carpet event uh, prior to the uh, first showing. Um, and, uh, we've actually been on board for a couple of those and, and those are, those are pretty fun. Uh, they, they make a big deal out of it and, uh, uh, you know, it, it it's always a fun time. I, I, w- I was going to ask if they were also socially distancing in the movie theater, you know, I, I would assume, uh, that they were doing some sort of distancing in there as well. I actually heard they were. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that, that covers the, the first two days at, at sea, um, and a little bit more, because I guess Remy was your was your third night at sea. But we're we're going to still talk about uh, the process of getting off and visiting Castaway Key, uh, the disembarkation process. But I've been talking a lot myself, and and I need a little break, so I'm just going to toss it out to uh, Miranda, Chris, Bridget, and Adam to see if anyone has any questions for Chris. So one thing I was wondering, because I saw a menu today for Remy and for Paulo, is um, in the past, you know, it was like a flat fee, like $125 to eat at Remy. Is it still like that or have they switched to like, you know, pricing per dish? It looked like you could do either. And so I was confused because when I signed up, I did I did sign up for the, you know, the pricks, the $125 for the five. Right. courses but it looked like you could also um buy things separately okay all right which is kind of kind of a good idea i guess because not everybody wants like you know six courses or whatever it is although you know i i actually do and you have the <laughs> wine pairing right and we were laughing about that the other day yep we had the we had the wine pairing and okay i assume the 125 was for both <laughs> nope <laughs> Nope. And, you know, it's funny because it's about the same price to go to Victorian Alberts at the Grand Floridian. But I I do think it's better. I, I just thought Remy was like one of the best dining experiences I think I've ever had. So I think like um, I told you, they sat us in the uh, wine library, which right there I was in heaven. Sure. And, and it was just the three of us. And um, it was it was fabulous. That sounds so. really fun. Um, does anyone else have any questions? That was my only one. Of course, it involved food. So um, I don't know if you I mean, I and I haven't really researched it enough, but like spas and things like that, I, I'm sure they're not open or they're open in a minor matter. Um, anything. Do you know anything about that or have you did you guys take advantage of that at all? The spa was open. And okay. when I tried to make a reservation, it was booked. Everything was booked. So okay. now I didn't, once I got on the ship, I didn't go and speak directly to them and I should have done that. Okay. But, um, yeah. Online, Bridget, what, what, what they're doing is uh, they've modified the experience uh, a lot more now and they're only taking in uh, a small group of people into the rainforest room and okay. it's a, it's a flat fee and I believe it is a two hour experience. I'm, I'm looking that up right now. Okay. Uh, and of course, I can't find it. Um, but they are limiting it to uh, a very small groups for a flat fee. Uh, you know, it used to be you could buy the unlimited rainforest pass and go mm-hmm. in every day for as long as you wanted. Uh, but of course, these, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I dislike the phrase during these unprecedented times. Um, but during these unprecedented times, uh, you know, they've, they've just modified the way the rainforest room works. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, is that, yeah, it's like a yeah. high touch area. So it, it does make sense to me. So I wasn't sure how that was all working. Mm-hmm. But they, 
that they are offering uh, most services at the census spa and salon, uh, and that includes massages, acupunctures, body therapies, manicures, pedicures, and hairstylings. Okay. Um, but they're not doing some of the barbering services. They're not doing the teeth whitening. They're not doing the chill spas. They're not doing uh, rejuvenation spa. They're not doing couples massages. So gotcha. they've got a, they are up and operating, but they have a limited menu. Gotcha. Good to know. Okay, so that's a, that's a good question break that gave my uh, my voice a little bit of a rest. So uh, we'll we'll jump back into it. Oh, one other one just question. for Mark since he's not here and he loves the unlimited ice cream. Are they doing that? Yeah. <laughs> they, they are. Um, okay. But like, but they are not letting you serve yourself, of course. They okay, so there's somebody there to get the ice cream for you, and and there's a socially distanced line that you wait in to get your ice cream. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. And and I believe they're also serving folks in cabanas. So cabanas yes. is normally just a, a, a self-serve buffet, um, but they do have people manning the buffet stations who are then, then serving the guests. So um, that uh, that is what they're doing there. And it was very efficient. I was wondering how that would work with so many people coming in, um, but they had enough people to serve that you could walk up and then they just took you through the line and said, you want this, this, this. So, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's very interesting. Um, I believe on this first sailing, there were probably about 15 or 1600 people on board, uh, which is nowhere near, uh, the max capacity of the ship. So, um, as people get more comfortable with cruising and the crowds get larger, um, which right now, you know, this, this Delta variant is, is exploding and that might turn some people away from cruising, but as people feel more secure and safer and this winds down, hopefully at some point, it'll just be interesting to see how, uh, you know, how they're able to continue that level of service as the crowds increase. Um, but, uh, I, I think Disney's been, you know, they're doing the best as our other cruise lines with, with the hand they've been dealt. So, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch as, as this progresses. Um, so that, that gets us through your sea day and, uh, your original cruise. Um, well, I, I probably should have asked you that in the beginning. How, how many cruises, uh, when was your original cruise supposed to be? Was it during the pandemic and you just pushed it out to September? I'm sorry, to August 9th of, of this year, or, or had you been lucky enough to already have that August 9th date booked? Uh, and you found out that that was the first sailing. Nope. It was my grand, my other grandson was going to Alaska and they said, would you take the six-year-old grandson someplace? And I started looking and I got a hold of Chris and we talked about doing the cruise. And so I booked the cruise probably two or three months prior. And okay. she said, you might have a 50-50 chance getting on, um, which, you know, I was keeping my fingers crossed saying my prayers, but um yep it was about three months we did have a cruise plan last december for our entire family that was Um, a big one that was a big (laughs) one and that of course was canceled Uh, okay i was so shocked okay so i really didn't think your cruise was gonna go and like i remember when you made final payment i felt like kind of like ooh, you know but you were pretty cool about it you were like well it's okay you know i know disney will take care of me and then the crazy thing was, is you were literally the first cruise to go. So that was kind of like, that was just a great moment when I found out that you were going to be able to go. I was really excited. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very funny because we, we have our, you know, even though we, we are podcast hosts, which kind of makes us like semi-professionals, uh, yeah. we have our little, you know, we, we don't do, we don't just jump on and do this. We always have this little side conversation going yeah. on via messenger and I had posted something about, uh, hey, rumor is that cruising resumes on August 9th. And Chris got very excited, she said, because, oh, my client Chris and her family are going to be on that sailing. So, uh, you know, Chris was happy to get you on the ship. And, yeah. and I got excited because somebody knew somebody that was going to be on board the ship. And, and I love cruising. So, uh, you know, we're, we're still very happy that you were able to go and, 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 and you know, even, even happier that you're able to share your experiences with, yeah. with both us and our listeners. Which so, we appreciate a lot, by the way. Just right. I know you know that, but just so you know. 
Um, well, it's fun it's to actually get to see you guys and talk to you because, you know, you're kind of, what do I want to say, movie stars in my mind. So. <laughs> I'll send you yeah. my autograph. Well, yeah. you know, I've been said that I have a face for podcasting because no one can see me. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, actually, I heard that, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I've got the body for, for podcasting as well. That's right. Um, so... Uh, you know, the, the, the cool thing about your trip is that you actually got to do um, what's called the double dip. And for those of you who aren't experienced with uh, the Disney Cruise Line, uh, a double dip cruise is a cruise that stops twice at Castaway Key, which is Disney's private island. Um, as some of you may or may not know, uh, normally the four night cruises stop at uh, Nassau in the Bahamas, uh, but Nassau is still closed to cruise ships. So Disney decided to let you do a double dip at Castaway Key. Normally those cruises cost a little bit more. Um, they're very uh, highly sought after when they are announced. Um, but what they're doing temporarily right now while they can't go to Nassau is all of these four night sailings are now a, a double dip at Castaway, which is essentially two days in paradise um so uh chris if you could uh you know let, let's kind of go through your experience of uh it getting off the ship at castaway uh what it was like um while you were there uh and, and then just let us know you know after after that day ended and you come back that second day for your double dip does the ship even leave the port do you go out to sea for a couple of hours so why don't you just kind of kind of walk us through those those two days if you could so the night before, there was an announcement saying that they would have a queue that you had to um, kind of like going on Rise of the Resistance. You would have to uh, join a queue, a virtual queue, and you would do that the, in the morning once you were they were in port. We slept in the first day because we stayed up quite late and we're in no rush. We thought we have two days, let's not rush. And so when we went to join the queue around nine o'clock, uh, they said the queue's closed because uh, it's not busy. So you can just go off whenever you want. You can get off, you can walk off. So okay. we walked right off. Um, we got to see Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and the beach, because I, what I remember from the last time I was there was the beach was packed. I mean, there was no vacant chair and there were chairs everywhere. It, um, it, <laughs> there were, we could just choose wherever we wanted to be. So we found a chair and we had signed up for a package to rent bikes and inner tubes and snorkels. So we spent the day inner tubing. Um, my husband and I biked over to the adult area and snorkeled. I found uh, Mickey in the water. I never found Minnie and had a wonderful lunch there. Shopped. They have some really fun shops there. We did some shopping. And then it was time to get back on. They had cooling towels for you. We walked right back on. It was, you know, they, of course, check your bag and... You had to have your key card okay. um, to get back on, but that was it. They did leave, though. You had to be back on board by 4.30, and they left probably about 5, 6 o'clock. Okay. They left to go back out to sea, and I asked somebody why they were doing that, and they thought it was so they could open the shops. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the shops cannot open while they are in port. They have to open in international waters, so that uh, that makes sense. Um, and then the Second day, my husband and I got up earlier than everybody else, and we decided we were going to going to get off and um, go for a walk. So we joined the queue, and I joined. I think you could join starting at eight o'clock, and so I joined the queue, and like there were 25 people ahead of us. And then we got sidetracked doing something, so I exited the queue and joined again. And then they we were there were 40 people ahead of us, but by the time we started allowing people to leave the ship around eight and we were probably off by nine fifteen and we never waited in a line. When we were ready to go, we just walked off. Okay. Okay. So it's, it sounds like they had that uh, pretty well uh, handled. Um, I, I know they're not doing uh, 
two things on Castaway Key, and that is they're not doing the uh, Castaway Key 5K, uh, which normally those people leave the ship first. They run a 5K, you get a medal, uh, and then you you can explore the island. Uh, They are allowing guests to run the 5K, and they are giving medals, but they are not doing it in a group like they normally would. Uh, And I believe that they are not uh, serving the barbecue. Uh, Normally, it's a... It's a buffet-style barbecue, and I think they've modified the lunch on the island. Uh, did, did you Were you able to eat lunch while you were there? We did eat lunch, and it was a barbecue, but it was the same um, as Cabana's. They had glass in front of all the food, and then you just walk through and, cho- what, you know, like if you want ribs or chicken or fish. Okay, or- okay. Now, one little tip, and, and keep this in mind for the next time, or if you're listening to the show uh, in the comfort of your home and you decide to book a cruise with Main Street and more travel and you're an adult, what you can do, and even if you're a kid, you can go over there, is head over by the adult beach. There's actually another barbecue station there. They have steak. Oh, they don't. <laughs> okay. they, they don't have steak at the other two barbecue locations. Uh, but the location over by the adult beach, which is just before you get on the adult beach, so you can actually take your kids there. You just can't go past that point. Um, they usually do have steak, and uh, that's a that's a good way to get a little uh, a little uh, bonus there uh, for making that extra walk. Um, uh, so um, everything else seems like it was available: the bikes, the inner tubes, the snorkel rentals. Um, sounds like uh, it, it was a great day. Um, hopefully the weather was nice. Uh, Castaway to me, like I said, it, it's a slice of paradise. Um, it was. It, I I was disappointed at first because I thought, I don't know why, um, I, we weren't going to get off in Nassau, but um, I wasn't too excited. But then when we were there, I would just went, oh my gosh, this is such a blessing that we're we get to spend two days here. We also did the manta ray experience okay. and that was um that was really fun a lot of things i think because of covid aren't available um or just because they had reopened i don't know everything we did was was really fun the second day it did rain not Uh all day but it rained kind of on and off so well you know what i will take a rainy day on castaway key uh as opposed to a sunny day at home any day yes <laughs> now too. was 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 the tram running uh from the ship to uh to the beach or did you have to walk the whole way the tram was running we never took it uh, okay but okay. it was running okay because uh, i had i had heard some uh rumblings that it would not be running and then i keep thinking to disney world where uh the trams did not run for a long time so it's it's good that that, that was running because uh you know it can get hot at castaway after 9 a.m and uh it is it is a, a i don't know maybe a three quarters to a mile walk to get to the beach and uh it can be taxing for some folks so i'm, I'm glad to see that 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 was up and running um, now you had to mask. The only time you had to mask when you were on Castaway Key was on the tram, and when you were in line for uh, the buffet, or if you were over at the bar, okay. or getting ice cream, you had to mask. But other than that, um, you didn't okay. have to grab masks. And and did they did they have you masking on the ship? Yes, they had you masking when you were inside, uh, not outside. Um, some people masked. Anyway, I think they're mm-hmm. just used to wearing them. Um, right. But and then when you go into dinner before you're seated, they wanted you to have your mask on. Oh, and okay. um, at this show also, they asked okay. that you wear your mask. Okay. And you know, not that bad inside. The the ship is climate controlled, so it's air conditioned. Uh, I'm sure if you're trying to wear it outside, you know, whether you're on castaway on the tram, you know, it's pretty hot out there, and and masks are never any fun in hot and humidity. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's where we are right now, and and we'll have the masks uh, for a while. Um, so uh, good. I'm, I'm glad that you could uh, give us that input and let us know when to wear them. Uh, did did you see anyone who was uh, you know flaunting the mask rule or was adamant against wearing it uh, while you, while you were on board? Never. never. I never saw anyone that uh, when when you were inside, everybody had their masks on. Okay. Uh, okay. That's that's good to know. Um, so uh, two days at Castaway, and then uh, and then you you returned home. Um, 
and uh, the the disembarkation process. How how did that go? The the normal situation. Um, Disney is not like other cruise lines. Um, a lot of the cruise lines, that final morning, you wake up and they they force you off the ship pretty quickly. <laughs> yep. um, Disney actually offers you breakfast. Uh, it's it's not a well, it's a pretty full breakfast, but they they offer two breakfast seatings um, based on what your dining seating was, whether you were first or second seating. Uh, they're pretty early, but they do offer you the opportunity to have breakfast and see your serving team one last time um, before they they rush you off. Uh, but, you know, obviously they want you off the ship as, as quick as possible. Um, uh, and they, they also offer an opportunity for you to skip breakfast and, and get right off of the ship if you want. So. Uh, how how did your morning process go? What was the disembarkation process like? Um, if you could just share those those experiences. I'm going to say I agree with you. We I've been on a lot, on a lot of other cruise ships, and uh, Disney's was it was so uh, easy. So our breakfast was at seven, I think. So we went to breakfast and. My niece and nephew, having not been on a cruise ship before, and I didn't tell them that they had to have their bags to bring their bags with them to breakfast. So they weren't ready to do that. So I talked to um, our room attendant and she was so sweet. She said, that's fine. Just leave your bags and go to breakfast. So we went to breakfast. Uh, the coffee bar was still open. So I ran and got coffee and um, the, it was a full breakfast. You could pretty much get anything you wanted it was a very nice breakfast and then we went back to the room which I don't think you normally do and um, got our bags and um, they called our Tinkerbell tag and it was time to go and we got in line and it took about five minutes to get off the ship it was very quick okay very quick Okay. Um, you know, I, I will say that I went cruising with my in-laws once and they had never been on a Disney cruise ship before, but they had been on Royal Caribbean and, and NCL and, and a couple of other cruise lines. Uh, and we told them the night before, we said, you know, tomorrow we get up, we have breakfast uh, and then we get off. And they're like, what? They give us <laughs> breakfast? They, they, they said most of the other cruise lines, you know, eight o'clock the next morning comes and everybody's just sitting on their luggage in the uh, atrium waiting to get off. And yes. and they were very impressed that Disney offered uh, not only a breakfast, you know, not a continental breakfast, but a full two order breakfast. If you wanted eggs, you know, they, they, they give you many options uh, and it's it's a great way to end your day and, and end the cruise, um, you know, with a full belly. Uh, I think it's pretty smart. Um, so then you, they called your Tinkerbell group and normally that's the point where you exit the ship and, and go down to the, uh, luggage hold facility and, uh, grab your luggage and then go through customs. And, and how did the luggage, uh, uh, grab go? Normally there are porters down there that will help you. Um, you know, they're always of course looking for a, for a, for a tip or a gratuity, uh, and that's how they make their living. So if you use them, make sure you tip them a little bit. Um, how, how, how did that go, uh, getting your bags and, and going through, uh, customs? Well, the bags were labeled, um, so you knew like to go to aisle, I think, G. And so we just walked up. There were our bags, and customs, again, was probably – I thought we were going to have to wait a long time, but we pretty much walked right through. It was maybe five minutes. Okay, okay. Yeah, they, they do a pretty quick process because they, they also have you fill out a lot of the documentation the, the evening before, uh, and, and you bring that along with you. So um, it's very easy to get back into the country once you go through uh, through customs, and uh, it's, it's a very easy process. Um, and they don't do any type of, of post-cruise testing, right? You're, you're just kind of on your own at that point? Yep, we were on our own. I thought they would give us a, that they would require everybody to have a COVID test the night before, but... Um, we didn't have to have a COVID test, so. Okay, awesome. Uh, so that uh, that that sounds sounds like it was a, a pretty good experience uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was beyond overall. It was a wonderful experience. Right. No, the the, the crowds are are definitely uh you know definitely light. It's a great time to 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 book something. Um, and you know Disney gives you the opportunity. Uh, to book on uh, on board, uh, they have their their future cruise desk, um, and if you book while you're on board, depending upon your cruise, they'll offer some incentives. Um, uh, but as a first time cruiser for your 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 nephew, um, 
they actually will extend an offer and and normally you have to book it while you're on board but as a first time cruiser uh they will extend a repeat cruiser offer i believe it's 60 days uh after the first cruise it could be 30 days i'm I'm not too sure on that um but they will allow you to to take advantage of some of the 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 onboard booking options uh, as a first-time cruiser Um, unfortunately chris for you you've sailed already they don't extend it to you you're in the castaway club already they've got you hooked uh, I'm, I'm sure you want to go back to sea again um, and uh, and go so that they know that they've got your number. They're not they're not going to let you take advantage of the deal. Um, but it is it is always good to know that that Disney does offer something for repeat cruisers. Um, uh, you know, they used to offer onboard credits, which I don't think they do anymore, uh, but they allow you to book your next cruise, uh, put a placeholder down instead of a 20 percent deposit. It's a 10 percent deposit. And uh, it's usually advantageous to book while you're on board. And the nice thing is, if you've booked with Main Street and more travel, they will carry over your booking uh, with whoever you booked it with. So if you booked with Chris Wood, uh, they'll just rebook it with her. Because there was there was a 10 percent. They said if you book while you're on board, there's 10 percent. But I thought, well, I really want to book through Chris. So I didn't follow through with it. (laughs) Oh, well. Darn I think it. you have to mention their name, though, too, right? You have to specify who and the travel agency. They, they usually have that information. If you let them know you want to book with the same agent, that information mm-hmm. is in there. I, unfortunately, have had guests rebook, and they did not uh, rebook too, with yeah. me. And, and then they won't allow you to change that after the fact either, so it, it gets right. kind of uh, kind of frustrating. Yes. Well, um, since I'm the reason that Christine showed up at the, at the uh, port an hour and a half early, she might not want to rebook with me because I'm I'm actually the one who told her I'm like she's like when can I go I'm like go early maybe they'll let you on early um sorry about that by the way well you, you know who you need to apologize to is that poor Uber driver the Uber driver you know what isn't that what you would normally tell a client though like go early you'll get on early it'll be fine normally yeah, no, you would you you know there's a bunch of tips and tricks and stuff you can tell your your cruising guests and. Uh, un- unfortunately, in, in, in this day and age, yeah, everything's uh, changing. You know, they're a lot more, I don't want to say stringent, um, but they are. They're, they're following stuff to the letter a lot more. They're following the times, um, which, you know, traditionally they haven't done in the past. And, and that's part of the tough thing is, you know, Disney has been around now as a cruise line for 20 plus years, uh, and people are used to just showing up at the port whenever they want to, you know, Oh, I know it's two o'clock, but Hey, it's, it's it's five after 10. I can show up now. They're not going to, they're not going to stop me. Um, but for now, you know, we, we need to be a little more cognizant of, of, of the restrictions, uh, that are being placed upon us. And in time, uh, it will go back to the old ways, hopefully. So, you know, it's, uh, it's the way it is. So uh, I'll take this opportunity to uh, to wrap things up. And as always, I'd like to remind our, our listeners that the show is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out our website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris's team plan your family's next cruise. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Bridget, Adam, and Miranda, and our special guest, Chris Compton, This is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.